Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of our Campfluencer podcast. My name is Alex and I'm very happy to host today's discussion. Our topic today is why the need of digital sales channels in B2B has never been as great as it is today. Before I introduce you to our guest today, let me quickly introduce myself. My name is Alex. I'm 33 years old and I work as the head of sales here at Kimondis. For those of you who have not heard of Kimondis yet, Kimondis is the number one online marketplace for the chemical industry. We are approaching around 10,000 registered and verified customers and we currently see around 80,000 products that are being traded and marketed on Kimondis. But of course, I will not lead today's discussion alone. So I have invited myself a true expert to today's episode. And I'm very happy to welcome Stefan, co-CEO of Julius Hirsch today. Would you mind introducing yourself real quick to the audience? Hi, Alexander. Thanks for having me here today. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm the co-CEO of Julius Hirsch. Um, Julius Hirsch is a family-owned chemical distributor with a long history, as we have been founded in 1865 as a chemical distributor for the emerging um, paper and textile industries. Um, we have around about 185 employees and generate a revenue of 175 million euros this year. Um, we have three business units, um, industrial chemicals, where we uh, distribute uh, commodities. We have the specialty chemicals and we have a services business unit, uh, which is mainly about technical consulting and contract manufacturing. I did an apprenticeship at Julius Hirsch, so I joined them in 2008. Um, I did the apprenticeship combined with a bachelor um, and also did a master while parallelly working at Julius Hirsch. I left the company in 2012 and joined the consulting practice of PricewaterhouseCoopers back then, um, later the consulting practice of Deloitte and did projects on yeah, mainly management systems. Um, for instance, risk management into controls systems, but also restructuring projects in the finance and sales sector. Um, in 2019, I rejoined Julius Hirsch um, and took over the responsibility for the marketing, IT and controlling department. Um, 2020, I got the additional responsibility for sales, procurement and finance as a commercial director. And uh, in 2021, I joined the management board. And now, as I said, I'm the co-CEO of the company. Right. Thanks a lot, Stefan. Um, before we start, maybe just five very quick introductory questions to you from the Julius Hirsch perspective. First question would be, are fax devices still allowed at Julius Hirsch? <laughs> Yes, unfortunately, they are allowed and they are still necessary to communicate with uh, some vendors and customers yeah. because uh, some vendors still get our orders by fax and also we get the orders from our customers by fax. Yeah. Um, just recently, uh, I registered a new colleague for the hundreds uh, register for the German commercial register mm -hmm. uh, to get online extracts. And if you want to register there for online extracts, you need to fill in an online form then print it, <laughs> sign it, <laughs> and send it back to the Handelsregister via regular mail uh, or uh, by fax. And then you get a letter with the login credentials for the website. So uh, yes, unfortunately, the fax is still relevant in doing business in the chemical distribution, mm -hmm. but I think in, in um, every branch today. 
Okay. Um, second question to kick it off would be, we will certainly come back to the concept of, of, of generation and different habits and approaches of, of different generations today. To which generation do you feel you belong mentally to and, and why is that? Well, I think I belong to the Generation Y mentally, mm -hmm. and um, that's also the generation I belong to physically, as I have been born in 1989. Um, so it's exactly Generation Y. Um, I grew up with digital media. I had a Nintendo. I had a computer, and I started building websites in my youth when I was 12 or 13 years old, so some programming uh, with HTML back then. Um, so yeah, I belong to the Generation Y. And I think the Generation Y is an uh, important generation in the process of digitalizing the sales channels because it can act as a facilitator of change. Mm -hmm. We, as the Generation Y, know the old analog way. Um, we grew up with, um, with analog games, playing analog <laughs> games. And, uh, but we also saw the digital way of... Um, of um, of interacting mm -hmm. and therefore uh, I think we might act as a facilitator of changes generation Y but also as a mediator uh, for the conflicts that might occur between the generation X that grew up the analog way and the generation Z that grew up uh, fully digital. Mm -hmm. Interesting that you name uh, analog games I think uh, something that, that that came back in the past two years given the True. current uh, pandemic uh, so kind of back to the roots with regards to that. You said you, you programmed websites yourself uh, a little bit. But just for fun. Nice. Mm, what do you feel is your, your favorite website or let's say your, your favorite online shop? Not necessarily chemical industry related, mm. but what would you say? Where do you have the best customer experience? Mm. Um, when I think about it from the look and feel and the digital processes, I would say it's about you. Um, that is my yep. favorite website for shopping. Of course, Amazon has uh, excellent digital processes in place and uh, of course, uh, excellent logistics. Um, but I find it rather difficult these days to get the desired quality in the products at Amazon because mm -hmm. there are so many different products and you get so many different options with a lot of replicas that from my point of view, um, the depth of the assortment makes it harder for the customer to get what he wants. So mm -hmm. I think uh, with about you, it's more it's a le more lean approach uh, to to the shopping experience. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, which doesn't prevent us from adding, for example, logistics at some point also to to our service um, portfolio. But yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. Understood. Okay, interesting. Now that you that you talked about Amazon, so in the in the B two C world, in a sense, where where online marketplace and, and digital distribution channels are very widely spread already. With that in mind, what would be your forecast? When will digital distribution channels be the main trading platforms, or be be the main trading tool also in in the chemical industry? Mm -hmm. well, I think that's difficult to say. Um, I think that it still will take some time um, because it's really a complete change of buying patterns and many decision makers uh, in the industry still belong to the generation set uh, X pardon, and um, they don't always see the benefits of the digital distribution channels and therefore I think it will take some time. Um, if I have to determine a specific period, I would say that we are going to see a significant shift in the upcoming five years mm -hmm. and that um, the transformation will be far driven in forward in the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. That's my estimate. What a rough one. <laughs> Interesting. Then the fifth question 
to start would be how do you feel when when people describe digitalization as as a trend or, or as a phase from your point of view what is digitalization in, in your eyes well it is certainly a kind of a phase mm -hmm. but from my point of view it will only be over when everything that can be digitalized is digitalized um i wonder what will be next after digitalization i don't know but um would be interesting to know so uh, digitization from my point of view brings several benefits that make it very likely that the digitalization will prevail mm -hmm. or digitalized processes will prevail um, three major advantages are the higher speed, the higher convenience and the additional safety in the business transactions that the digitalization brings. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it will prevail and it's a long phase. Absolutely. Safety is, is, a, is an interesting point from, from your perspective. What, what exactly do you mean? Well, for instance, if you look at, at blockchain technology, it makes business transactions much more reliable. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, from my point of view, signing uh, paper documents isn't uh, the most safe or uh, the safest way of uh, conducting business. So if you have online transactions with uh, online identification of the person that you're doing business with, it might be safer than doing business paper-based business absolutely yeah. no doubt on that great all right then before diving even deeper into today's discussion uh, again thank you stefan for for taking the time to join us and coming over to the commander's office here in the city center of cologne it's a pleasure to be here thanks and where we are sitting right now when we thought about planning an episode around the topic of, of digitalizing sales channels we were convinced it very insightful for our, for our listeners to hear about your approach um, leading a company with on the one hand you just said it very strong roots and, and the history of more than 150 years in the chemical industry which from my perspective understood at the same time very early the concepts and also the opportunities of transforming towards towards digital and um, yeah I mean let's let, let's start maybe with with a short inventory of the digitalization in the chemical industry. We, as a marketplace, always feel that the traditional operating channels are still incredibly important. We just talked about facts. We talk about emails. Um, and the digital route is seen more like a, as an add-on. Can you confirm this from an entrepreneurial perspective? Yes, we can confirm this. And uh, we see many of our vendors, customers and competitors being reluctant to use digital sales and distribution channels. Mm -hmm. um, I think it is because the belief is missing that you can digitalize the interaction uh, between vendors and customers in the chemical distribution. Um, it is perceived as a rather complex business transaction that cannot follow predefined processes and which also depends on strong pers personal relationships. Mm -hmm. I do not share this belief myself. Yes, the um, business transactions are complex, but we have seen much more complex processes being digitalized or automated. If you think about the current status of development in autonomous driving, or if you see check and go computers competing against uh, um, humans, or if you see natural process language, uh, natural language processing, um, if you try Deepal uh, Translator, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, and also, the personal relationships play a vital role and they will continue to do so in the future. Um, but all transactional processes, and there are many, if you think of order entry, uh, for instance, or manual order entry, for instance, uh, they bear a huge optimization pot uh, potential when being digitalized and automated. 
Also, the past teaches us that the importance of personal buying advice is sometimes overrated. Um, um, personal buying advice was the argument why it sh should not have been possible to buy consumer electronics online. And mm -hmm. uh, as we see nowadays uh, on Amazon or with Media Markt oder Saturn in Germany, it is possible and you don't need this personal buying advice when buying electronics. Absolutely. Absolutely. You mentioned at the beginning of, of your sentence that um, your view on, on, on the point of um, digitalizing the sales process is a bit different from one or the other competitor that you may have talked to uh, recently. May I ask from your point of view, like, what was your main argument for you to say we are going to try out, we're going to join Kimondos now. We are bringing our products to an online marketplace, mm. which is, or which was at that point in time, because you joined Kimondos fairly early, a very True. disruptive uh, approach. Well, uh, we as Research we have a slogan that uh, is committed to progress by tradition. And this slogan implies that we act based on a long history of sustainable and profitable growth. Um, but despite all the tradition, we always try to look forward. And our ever-changing company history illustrates that perfectly. So when a new promising sales channel like Commanders appeared um, on the market, we happily gathered our experiences with it and tried to integrate it in our existing portfolio of sales channels. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to digital sales channels in general, we believe that the upcoming shift of generations, as mentioned earlier, from generation X to Y to Z, uh, will accelerate the use of these ch sales channels dramatically and yeah, therefore, we try to be on the pulse of time. All right. Okay. So, so you see, in a sense, a generational change as the need for action to, to, to address the sales process, in a sense? Yes. From our point of view, the generational change is the nurturing ground for the success of digital processes. Mm -hmm. And therefore, well, yeah, there is the need to digitalize these processes. Okay. Stefan, talking about the, the generational change... From your point of view, mm -hmm. what what does that come with? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, um, nowadays, according to to um, to current surveys, uh, seventy three percent of all the buying decisions in the B two B business involve millennials. So we basically talked a lot now about generations, generation X, generation Y. You you dropped uh, the buzzword of of millennials. Can you maybe? Um, quickly clarify the generation con concept for us uh, quickly also to give our, our audience uh, a better insight on this? Of course. Uh, well, the Generation X are the people that um, were born between 1965 and 1985, roughly. And they are people that grew up in a post-war society. Um, they nowadays have a long working experience, have a um, yeah, rather suburban lifestyle. They are ambitious people. Mm -hmm and they mainly focus on personal relationships in doing business. Um, they rely on security through recurring transactions and that's what they aim for. Why, uh, while the generation Y is, um, are all the people that um, were born uh, between 1985 and 1995 roughly, um, and they are people that grew up with digital tools, they have a higher education, um, they have an urban lifestyle, and they um, are independent um, mm -hmm. with regards to their characteristics. 
and their main goals when doing business are uh, process efficiency for instance they want efficient processes that don't consume much time um, and they focus on their buy experience and uh, when they focus on their buy experience they transport the buy experience from the b2c uh, into the B2B. So they want an uh, Amazon-like buying experience when mm -hmm. uh, conducting their business in the working environment. Right. Okay, from 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 what I understood, it, it's basically that the, the generational shift, especially in the decision-maker layer, um, it, it sounds a little bit as there's no way around an introduction of, of more and more digital tools to an industry that could admittedly be classified as, as rather traditional, especially when it comes to sales channels. You, you just mentioned that, um, let's say, uh, the face-to-face -face exchange, a firm handshake, etc., are things that, that are very much valued, especially from the still remaining generation X people within the industry. Do you see any severe counter-arguments that could still speak against going down the digital path for, for me as a company. What are your experience at, at Julius Hirsch being, from my perspective, again, one of the companies that adopted to, to the new now very early? Well, of course, the digitalization of our sales channels uh, bears risks and chances. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the risks, we see the risk of cannibalization of our offline revenues um, while we add a major cost position um, due to the necessity of operating these digital sales channels. So you don't generate any uh, more profit, but you have additional costs there. So yeah, that's one risk. Another risk is the increasing price transparency um, that uh, could or is putting pressure on our margins and makes it necessary to squeeze out significant process efficiencies, for instance, in logistics or production, sales or procurement. Mm -hmm. A third risk is a poor channel permeability. If you set up um, additional sales channels and don't regard the permeability uh, well, it leads to poor customer experience and frustration uh, with the customers. Uh, for instance, if they get different prices on different channels and uh, well, yeah, if you don't have the right permeability of your uh, ch sales channels, it might leave you better off without a digital sales channel at all. Um, because it just gives a better experience to the customers. And uh, finally, a fourth risk is the low e-commerce readiness of uh, the processes, of our EOP processes, for instance. Um, the data quality might be poor, we have media discontinuities, and um, yeah, therefore the digitalization of sales channels might take a long time, and also the project costs rise uh, due to this low e-commerce readiness. On the other hand, there are the chances, and from my or our perspective as Julius Hirsch, these chances uh, outweigh the risks. First of all, we can secure customers um, um, that prefer digital interactions, where the mere existence of digital uh, sales channels leads to a customer retention. Mm -hmm. Um, a second chance is that we have uh, that we can target additional customer groups um, more easily via the sales channels. Uh, for instance, those who buy at specialized retailers today, um, like for instance, a carpenter or a painter who buys chemicals uh, at a specialized retailer mm -hmm. might be target for the future. And um, a third chance is in efficiency gains. 
So smoothly operating digital processes reduce the manual work. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we talked about manual order entry earlier. If we have this uh, through a fully digitalized process, we reduce the manual work and can concentrate on uh, yeah, higher value generating uh, activities. Yeah. And um, finally, a fourth chance is that the early adoption of these digitalization in the sales channels uh, might lead to a stronger brand position because it gives you somehow a modern appearance. So it's like a, a, a marketing thing also that right. strengthens your brand. Mm -hmm. So yeah, from our point of view, as I said, the chances outweigh the risks. And in addition to that, if you think about the infinite monkey theorem or adaptions of the Murphy law, uh, anything that can happen will happen. And especially if it's likely to bring significant efficiency gains. Right. And that's digitalization. And there's no alternative to it from our point of view. Absolutely. I would absolutely agree. So with this knowledge, again, you and Julius Hirsch, you have been on the road and you have been active for, for quite some time now in, in the digital world, in a sense, yeah, using testing, uh, leveraging uh, online sales channels like Kimondis. Could you briefly summarize from your point of view, the most important success factors that, that make the difference for, for B2B e-commerce in, in the chemical industry, what is needed mm -hmm. in order to be successful here when starting, let's say, a pilot project on, on digital sales? Yeah. Well, yes, of course, uh, we started early, but we also still have a long way to go. But we are strengthening our efforts um, day by day. Mm -hmm. So um, what are the success factors for B2B commerce? Um, from my point of view, first of all, it's important to have a holistic strategy, to embed the e-commerce strategy in a holistic digital strategy. Because e-commerce or sales channel digitization strongly affects different areas of your company, mm -hmm. e.g. the IT architecture or the required skills, uh, skill sets for hiring. Um, yeah, so it is always better to embed your sales digitalization strategy into a more holistic overarching digital strategy. Um, the second thing is that you should dedicate exclusive personal capacity to your project um, because you will have complex projects that wait for you there and they won't work if you treat them as part-time work besides a regular job. So um, from our point of view, it's important to set up a team with a tailored skill set and let them dedicate their time to the projects. And mm -hmm. We at Julius Hirsch are right now um, at this point where we're setting up a dedicated team to deal with this sales channel digitization. And of course, a third important success factor is um, that you need to thoroughly assess your ERP process for the readiness of uh, for digitalization. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a proper ERP system? Does the master, da master data quality allow you to go digital? Um, where do you have media discontinuities like paperwork and so on? And after the thorough assessment of your processes, you should define a clear path of obtaining this readiness in accordance with your digitalization projects. Mm -hmm. Very interesting, very well. W what I can maybe add from, from our point of view is a, a strong commitment from the decision makers w within the company, which That's of true. course from your perspective is then very well given already. Uh, if, you, if you don't have this strong commitment, it won't work in the company. Absolutely That's not. Very important. All right. In closing, um, with that, I would guess we are already towards uh, the end of our today's episode. Thank you very much, Stefan, for giving us all of these interesting insights uh, today. 
A big thank you also to our audience today. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. Stay tuned about our next episodes via our social media channels. And of course, we hope that you will join again for the next Chemfluencer episode. Uh, until then, stay healthy and see you soon. In case you have any questions, please feel free to get in touch with us. Also with Stefan, of, of course, course, via our marketplace or also on LinkedIn. Thanks for having me again. And bye. Thank you. Bye bye.